What's happening, humans? Welcome to the Blackberry with me, Sai Sandesh Markham. I hope you all are having an amazing day and an amazing week so far. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Actually, thank you so much for tuning into every week's episode because there are people who actually wait for my episode to be released and they listen to it entirely as soon as I release it. To all of you who do that, thank you so much. You are amazing. Keep doing what you're doing so that I can keep doing what I am doing. There are some of you who actually told me that they have never heard of podcast before, but they have actually downloaded Spotify or Apple podcast or any other podcasting platform just because you want to listen to my podcast. And that is amazing. Wow. How many times did I say podcast? That is amazing. You guys are amazing. I, I, I cannot I cannot say how grateful I am that you guys listen to my podcast. And also, also, thank you so much to all of you who ever take a screenshot and post it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. That's crazy too. So thank you so much for doing that. And uh, you can still do that. Don't stop doing that. So if you like this episode, please do take a screenshot, put it up on Instagram stories and tag me. My handle is Sai Sandesh Markham. And that is how... I can actually get discovered by your friends or anyone and, uh, you know, they can listen to me and they can do the same thing, the process all over again. Okay, okay, okay. And now let's get into this episode. So this episode, again, I'm going to be sharing a small story of mine, but it's a very heartful story. It's about when I lost my bike. It's it's kind of a big deal. Yes, it is a big deal. It's a It's a bike. I don't know how I lost it. And I know there are a lot of you who have who would have been in the same boat as I am. And I know there might be a lot of you who were in the same boat as I am. And I don't know if you are in the boat right now. If you've recently lost your bike, I feel for you. I really, really do. But, but this bike meant a lot to me. Like, yes, everybody's bike means a lot to them. But for me, this bike was a symbol of hope. Now, it might sound cheesy a little bit, but you know what it actually was. So let me give you a background story to make you understand how important this bike was and what it did to change my life. So let's go back to 2006. I was doing my first year PUC in Christ College. Uh, well, I got kicked out of it the second year, but uh, that's not important. Probably that is going to be another episode. That's also a very interesting story. I mean, like, what the fuck? is up with my life. All right, anyway, so I had this small bike called as Kinetic King. And to all of you who remember it, thank you so much for remembering it. And to all of you who know what the bike is, you know what the fuck I had to deal with. To all of you who don't know, just go Google it, Kinetic King. And I I, I used to go to Christ College in that bike. All right, so, well, it, it was a powerful bike. It used to roar like a lion, but really did not look like a lion. But if you know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google it so you'll get an an, an understanding. So yeah, uh, and then the second year I got kicked out of Christ College. And after that, I joined Baldwin's, uh, Baldwin's, which was a boys college completely. And I thought, okay, fine, I'm going to make some friends over here. It's going to be really nice. And I still traveled in the same bike. Although like, since there were no girls in the college, I was like, oh, fuck it. Uh, it's all guys anyway, so I, 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 I might just as well go in the bike. But I, I was seeing a lot of my friends come in like really classy bikes. And I was like in this bike, which looked like a Luna. And I was like, fuck, no, I don't want to do this. So I went and asked my dad, I need a bike. 
I really badly need a bike. I, I need something with a gear shift or lever or whatever the fuck. I just need something. And then my dad was like, okay, this guy wants a bike. So your midterm is coming up. By the way, let me tell you, my I, I was really kind of okay. Uh, I was poor to okay in study. So uh, somewhere in the between, somewhere right in the between. So you can say 55 to 60% in that range. That is still good. That is still good. But you know, I was not standard level. So my dad said, okay, so you have your midterms coming up in October. Why don't you score above 80% and then I'll buy you a bike. That silence was intentional. To a guy who is being getting 56 or 55 or 60% to get 80%, it was not an easy task. It, it was, you know, you get the point. Come on, you get the point. I, I, I knew what my dad was doing. Like, I, I knew. But, but then there was something about this thing that I wanted a bike. Maybe because I, I was teased a lot in that kinetic king. Or maybe I was really upset that I did not have a bike and all my friends had uh, a bike, a bike, like, you know, which looks like a bike, like boom, boom, that, that kind of shit. So what I did was um, at that point of time, TVS Apache RTR was what uh, released newly. And my friend who knows a lot about automobiles, Jaffa, he told me that's the bike you should get, dude. That's the bike you should get. So what I do, I went to TVS showroom. I, I took the booklet of the TVS Apache RTR. I came back home. I, I kept it in front of me on the table. And I used to look at it and I used to read. I used to study. And the midterms came and every day I used to look at it and I used to study. And you know what? Midterms came and you know what the fuck I scored? I scored fucking 84%. And I was like, whoa, shit. That's actually, you know, that's the first time I ever learned something about motivation. I think I was 16. Yeah, 16, 15, 16. I think that's when I actually learned something about motivation, that something else can actually motivate you to uh to reach a particular goal because you know we're in india we're not we're not taught all these things in our school you know in our school we're taught very mundane shit we're not we're not we're not we're not spoke we we never taught about motivation we're not we're, we're not taught we never taught about goal oriented shit at all so that's when i understood so i got it i went and told my dad that i got 84 person well uh he wasn't shocked it, it was like as if he knew that i could do this so uh, he said, yeah, well then good. So you asked for a bike, so go check it out. And and I'm sure a lot of you go through the same thing. A lot of you go through the same thing. I'm fucking sure, right? I got the bike. I got a gray Apache RTR 160. I mean, I, the, the picture is still in my head. Like the first day when I wrote it back, number plate was KA059361. That was the number plate. I still remember and I, I loved it. I loved it. Every day I used to ride it. Every day I used to wake up, look at the bike and go, wow, I actually have a bike. When I went to the college, everybody was like, whoa, put a new bike on all. So I was, I was crazy. That was really good. That was really nice. So it happened. Now, October 15th was when uh, I purchased the bike. Uh, October 15th, 2007. Yeah, 2007 was when I purchased the bike. Um, I got the bike home uh, exactly. And uh, it was going on well. It was all good. Um, one year passed. I had I had some amazing uh, rides on it. I had some amazing um, experiences on it. I, I had uh, I did not have a girlfriend at that time. Yeah, I, I never had. Did I? 
No, I, I never had a girlfriend. I mean, like I had friends who were girls, but who sat on the bike. But I never had like a girlfriend, girlfriend thing at that time. And I, I felt okay. You know what? That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. I'm. I'm just. You know, the one year was really pleasant because the struggle that I was going through for the last two, two and a half years to get a bike was just like so, so messed up in my head. I was like almost panicked. I was in anxiety stage. Like, no, oh fuck, I probably will not, never get a bike at all. But um, I got it. So one and a half years, uh, it happened. And uh, but there was something else that this bike did. You know, um, it really made me good at studies. Because once I got the eighty four percent, I was very, very focused in studies. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait! If something can do this, I'm sure I'm good. I'm not bad. I'm not like a fake student. I'm not a poor student. I'm sure I'm really good." So I decided, "Okay, fine, I'm going to study." I mean, there is nothing else that I can uh, receive uh, from my dad or my mom as a gift, but at least you know, I want, I want to, I want to hold my. A uh, thing that I I'm doing really well because uh, I I Baldwin's is a kind of a college where you know not a lot of uh, intellectual people come there. I'm sorry to say this. If any of you have uh, been there, you would know it. It's a kind of a crowd where very lethargic and very easygoing kind of a crowd. And I was there and I was I was just like kicking ass. There was one more guy called George who was always beating me, and I was second in the class. Can you believe that shit? Let me tell you that again. I was second in the class. Whoa, whoa, like okay, second in the class. Okay, so yeah, I was really good. I was really good at accounts. I was uh, yeah. But by, by the way, I took up commerce and balance because fuck, there was no arts anywhere. Then that happened, so I was really good. I was really good. I I uh, had it in my second PUC exams as well. I scored a whopping seventy eight percent, and everybody was so proud of me. Everybody were like really happy. In Baldwin's, actually, I got the best outgoing student. I never got an award in my life prior to that. Like I was like I was called the best outgoing student. I'm like what? Really me? Wow, that's great. So yeah, I I always gave the credit to my bike. Like you know, you are the lucky charm, baby. You you are the reason why I'm doing this, and I'm so happy that you're with me and all these things. Then I had to join a degree college, right? And uh, I went and applied for uh, PS uh, BBM. That's where my life started. I can say um, I went and got the application. I went in the bike to get the application, and I got it back. And on May third, I I. Uh, my dad was really shocked. I, I was not paying the insurance premium because I had no clue that we we're supposed to do all these things. I had no clue we were supposed to give it to service. I had no clue that I was supposed to pay something called as premium. So I was supposed to pay every October fifteenth, right? But I missed it for the entire year. So then on two thousand nine May second or May third is when my dad realized that I'm not paying my premium, and then he was like, "Go and pay that shit." And I went. I paid. They took photos and everything. So on May fifth, what happened? Um, okay, here where my voice could break. <clears throat> on May fifth, fifth, uh, my friend. I'm not gonna name this asshole because um, he's still my very good friend. He's my best friend, in fact. But that's okay. I forgive you, bro. <laughs> Although you feel that it's not your fault. Anyway, so my friend wanted to do hookah, right? Um, I remember telling him, "No, I have a match. I'm a huge Liverpool supporter, so I have a match at six o'clock, and it's already four 
we cannot go and come back and it's like no no let's go and at this time the only places that were serving hookah were in core mangalore and i think now now like we have hookah parlors like every area in every area but it was only in core mangalore others other places and i really we, we my friends we always loved quickies which was in core mangalore and uh, to all of you who remember quickies and who are going yeah 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 all right So it was above Purple Haze um, in uh, Kormangla and everything. So I told him that we cannot go. And he said, no, man, I really want to do. I really want to like you know, get some things out of my chest. And I want to tell you, I was like, okay, fine. Probably two hours is there. One hour we'll do and come back and I can still watch the match. So we went there and the entire time he was talking about some issues at college and some girl that he wanted. to go out with but she was not interested on some nonsense i was trying to give him gyan 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 i was trying to tell him to do this to do that and everything so we parked the bike and i just go up right i go up and i sit down and i'm sitting at the corner uh, where i can still see the bike but the front side of the bike is actually covered by a tree branch so i cannot see the front side of a bike i can just see the back side so i'm just like looking at i'm like Uh, okay fine that's my bike and stuff and uh, we order for hookah and i'm smoking and we're talking and we're talking i see a guy lurking around my bike okay uh like just just going back and forth and he was always on call and was looking up my bike and i was thinking okay probably he probably never seen apache rtr 160 before and that's why he wanted to see it uh he's just looking so i was just keeping chill i was always chill and the next thing i see this motherfucker gets on the bike and he pulls it out And I'm shocked. The first thing I'm checking is where the fuck are my keys? And I and I look at the table, I look at my pants, I'm checking my pants and I'm in state of shock that how can this guy pull it out? And he's already pulled it out by the way. And then I figure it out and he starts the bike and I'm like fuck. And then I run down. Run down and I chase him. Like immediately it starts raining, dude. Fuck, it immediately starts raining. like out of nowhere what the fuck right it starts raining so there's nobody on the road and i've been i'm yelling chor thief kalla whatever the fuck all the languages everything i'm i'm screaming on top of my lungs but there was nobody who would stop him and i was yelling and i was yelling and i was yelling and it just whoop zoomed off i went till the end of the road i waited I was uh, guessing which route he would have taken. <sighs> that was the last time that I ever saw my bike. Damn. Right. I was uh, devastated. Of course, I I I was my heart just sank. I was like fuck. And then I immediately got to my senses and I called my friend, my other friend. I told him that this is what happened, and he was like, "Oh shit, okay, fine, wait. I'll tell my friend who's there in Kolmangla." And I called his friend, um, and he came to my, uh, he came to the place that me and my friend were, um, and we just, uh, we just, we just uh, sat in this car, and I told him what all happened, and he just gave me like an ultimatum. He's like, "You know what? This guy is not going to be there in the vicinity." if he is going to be there don't worry if you're going to catch him and we're going to fucking tulp him then i was like okay let's go searching we 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 were searching we were searching we were searching we went around the entire kormangla block understanding where this fellow would have been and all these things and then my other friend came 
and uh, he immediately he just um told me and he was like uh, dude i don't want to say anything to keep your hopes high finding a lost bike is extremely difficult and the ones who find it are very very lucky and uh if news flash i'm not lucky i have to work hard for everything so i'm not that lucky i'm not a lucky asshole i think the only thing that i have been lucky in is love yeah so he told me that and then um we we started looking for the bike and we we couldn't get the bike anywhere so we went to the kormangla police station and we wrote down a complaint um these guys immediately the police were really friendly they immediately they um told everybody on the cheetahs on everything they they spread the message uh to them basically and they distributed the details about the bike and everything and everybody were looking for it and we were also looking along with the bike and uh, it was 8 o'clock in the night and my uh friend said you know what if if anything the police can help you out now now we cannot do anything and then i thought okay fine if the police can help me out let them help me out and then uh, it was time to make the dreadful phone call to my father tun 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 right um so uh, i i made a call i uh, was very 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 heartbroken i mean you can understand right like i told you how much the bike meant to me what i had to go through to get that bike so i broke down i told my dad um and he was like okay whatever happened has happened just come back home don't go anywhere just come back home and i was like okay i took my friend and i went home and i faced the heat then the next day uh, i went with my dad and um they kind of helped helped us out and all these things uh, so uh, apparently i don't know if the system has changed if you have to claim for the insurance you will have to get a non traceable certificate from the police station um so you are supposed to uh let them have 3 months of time to search for your vehicle to trace your vehicle and if they don't get it then you get a non traceable certificate and that is what you're supposed to submit in the uh insurance uh people uh to the insurance people and then that's when they are going to issue uh, an um check basically so yeah it did not happen in 3 months news flash no not news flash you guys would know uh i think it happened in uh one year one year or so I, I, by the way in meantime in august 19th um was when i got my another bike my i used to use my dad's eterno and he used to not go anywhere because i was so busy with college so you know he was like you know what fuck that shit i'm going to buy you a bike so uh we went and bought a suzuki gs150 i still have it i still have the beast i still have it i still have it so it's almost 11 years uh since i have been uh riding that amazing bike it's still amazing it still runs like a fucking beast i love it so i bought that but you know i kind of completely forgot about the apache rtr because i was in college and a lot of things were happening and then suddenly i wanted a phone <laughs> and my dad was like you know what man why don't you go get that non traceable certificate and go get your insurance money and with that insurance money buy yourself a phone and i was like okay dad fair call and then i started doing it again and again i had to pay a lot of money to these people and all this and finally got it and finally got the amount and so i paid 66000 for the apache rtr and i got 46000 rupees back wait 
Now, I got this and only because two days before the bike was stolen, I paid the premium. Two days before. Just imagine if I hadn't paid the premium. Wow, right? I would have been, I would have been hit, like monstrously, like completely slapped and hit by my father. <laughs> like, seriously. So, so I don't know. Is it, is it all luck? Is it all coincidence? I don't know. So I got the money and, uh, and yeah, that's it. Uh, that's, that's the story of, uh, my bike. And, uh, w- one thing my actually, my cousin actually pointed this out. Uh, she said, you know what? I think the bike did what it came to do when I just left. It came to make you a better student, which you are right now. And it just left. And she was actually right. I, I was I was studying well then. I was getting good marks and I got, I got admission at PES, BBM without any hassles. I didn't have to pay anything extra to them or anything. And uh, I was extremely good at everything else. I, I was good at fest. I was good at activities. I mean, all of these things was the um, product of the confidence that I got after getting the bike. So I, I believed in myself a little more and... Uh, I did all those things in the college, so I I owe it. I owe it to the bike, and that is why in 2010 is when I got a tattoo. Um, I mean, I I got a lot of tattoos in 2010, but there's one tattoo with a guitar, and on the fretboard, I have the um, bike's number, 9361, tattooed. So um, I'll put it up as a... Post on my Instagram probably for you guys to check it out. So nine three six one, it's right over here. Um, every time I look at it, I feel that you know maybe I lost something really that was close to me, but it gave me a lot of confidence, and that confidence is still living, man. It's still living. Sai Sandesh Malcolm lives because of that confidence. All right. So yeah, that's that's the that's the that's the story of mine about how I. Worked hard for a bike and I lost it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I never I never saw it away again. I'm sure uh, they have just like dismantled it completely and used it elsewhere. I miss that bike very much. I love that bike. I mean, I mean, nothing taking away from the Suzuki bike that I have now, 11 years riding strong, but first bike, right? First bike is always the dearest. Like first love or first biryani or whatever. First bike is always the dearest. So yeah, okay. So yeah, that that's the story. That's the story of the bike. I'm, I'm very glad that I could speak to you guys about it. And uh, I'm very glad that I could share my story. Okay, that's about it. So um, I'm sure this episode had no impact on it. It was just a story, right? So, but still, if you still like this episode, please do take a screenshot, put it up on Instagram stories and tag me. My handle is Sai Sandesh Markham. And tell me if you like this or not. If you share something very similar, if you had a very similar experience, let me know. Put it up on Instagram stories and tag me and tell me or DM me directly and tell me like, you know, how much... Uh, this episode reminded you of the time that when you lost something or if you are experiencing it right now, let me tell you, everything is going to be okay. It's all right. It's fine. Okay, that's about it. I guess I'll see you guys next week. My name is Sai Sandesh Markham and I'll talk to you on the next one.
Bye. Woo.